0: listening to the girl next door podcast. I'm Erica and I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink and stay a while. Hey friend. Hey
1: friend. So before we get started, just a word from our sponsor. We are super excited to be working with Young Woodworkers as a sponsor of this show um, with an awesome deal for you guys as well. So Young Woodworkers makes it easy for your kids to become makers and builders with their woodworking subscription kits. So every month your kid will receive a high quality all-in-one project kit with the materials they need to make an awesome woodworking project completely on their own with little to no supervision. Now, the projects are geared towards ages 7 to 12 to do independently, but younger kids can enjoy them with a grown-up or big sibling to help. So kits come with the, all the necessary materials and even an illustrated step-by-step guide with instructions, and they can create a finished product project and feel proud of it. They've even received a child-size hammer with their first shipment, Kids may need some basic home supplies like a ruler or scissors and glue, but all other materials are included. Now, I know we are always looking for ways that kids can use their creativity and um, their own two hands without needing a ton of work on our part. Young woodworkers is a great solution for those stuck inside rainy days or in our case here in the desert, the too hot to play outside days or just when it's time to shut off the screens.
0: Our family got a marshmallow launcher kit to build, and it was really fun. Um, What was cool about it was Dash, who's five, enjoyed hammering and building, and then Cedric, who is three, could participate with decorating with stickers. So I really liked that there was kind of something for, even though Cedric is a little young for it, he still got involved. And definitely the entire family got involved launching marshmallows down our hall and then attempting to get them into our mouths. Yeah. Which Chris was the grand champion. Uh, All of us tried and I got very (laughs) close a few times. Chris got the marshmallow in his mouth like four times. He's legit. It's like his superpower. (laughs) I love it. So
1: yeah, we got the car kit and they loved it just to be able to hammer yeah it just felt like such a grown-up thing for Mm -hmm. them to do and then a hammer that they could you know wield at their own size right size yeah um so the car winds up with a little rubber band and a propeller that moves it forward so they think that that's super fun and it was just fun to even see them problem solve like Mm -hmm. jeremiah had put something on backwards and so (laughs) just to see them kind of reverse engineer something and like help figure that out and we Mm -hmm. had to like change the angle of the propeller so that it would push the car forward, not just like stall out. And so it was just really cool to see them, you know, using those kind of like science and technology and engineering skills on Mm -hmm. a fun project. So we've partnered with Young Woodworkers to offer big savings on your first shipment. So you'll pay only $9.99 plus postage and processing for your first kit, which is a 50% discount. So you just need to head to youngwoodworkers.com slash nextdoor to subscribe and get our special deal. No promo code needed. Again, you just head to youngwoodworkers.com slash nextdoor for 50% off your first shipment from Young Woodworkers. And now on with the show. So this episode is dedicated to the great outdoors. We are chatting about memories from time spent outdoors growing up, the best and perhaps scariest memories outdoors, and how we spend time as a family outdoors currently from the park and picnics to bigger family adventures. But first, a snack. And you have a snack for us today. Yeah,
0: I have something chocolatey for us. This is a dark chocolate chickpea brownie. Oh. That Chris actually baked yesterday. He loves to bake those kind of healthy, inspired yes. desserts. And this recipe is from the Roasted Root. And we will link to it on our website because it is a good one. So there is a whole can of chickpeas. Um, it's also made with coconut milk. Um mm. And I think it says here it's uh, gluten free, dairy free, refined sugar free, and grain free.
1: Vegan? Or um, is there butter? Mm,
0: it is dairy free. Oh, yeah, I, I'd have to look at all of the so ingredients. Then it probably, I think is it vegan. basically mm-hmm. has chocolate and chickpeas. <laughs> all right, so the
1: chickpeas kind of make it.
0: Yeah, uh, they give actually it the texture. give it a real like fudgy quality. Mm. I was I was pretty impressed with these. So okay. Hmm
1: verified delicious mm-hmm. yeah and then you've got a lot of protein and
0: stuff in it yeah fiber it's delicious
1: all I'm right i'm loving it
0: well done. and it chris. does have i think it does have chocolate chips both on the top that's probably chris's addition because he mm-hmm. can never get enough chocolate mm-hmm. in anything And i think it also has chocolate chips melted or blended up into mm. it to also give it that chocolate just some
1: nutritional value at least not yeah. just here's what i appreciate about chris yeah he's a very healthy fellow and all about nutrition, but he also takes his dessert very seriously. He really does. So when he makes a healthy dessert, it will taste good. Right. Like exactly. he's not giving you any old dry, no, vegan, gluten
0: free <laughs> right, brownie. Like right. it's going to be good. <laughs> any old paleo bar. Yeah, exactly. Any old paleo mm-hmm. bar will do.
1: <laughs> I like it. Okay. So how did you spend your time as a kid outdoors? Was your family outdoorsy, would you say? Um,
0: let's see. So I definitely, when I look back on my childhood, have many outdoor memories. Mm-hmm. And I think my family was um, was somewhat outdoorsy. Um, there was a lot of just everyday outside yeah. time. When I'm thinking back, uh, my parents at the time had, an, I think, an acre and a half, like a big yard. And then even back beyond our backyard, a one acre wooded lot,
1: oh, which is magical when you're a kid.
0: It was so magical. And at the time they still live in the same house. They have since been able to buy up a little bit of land also next to them because it was a, we were the last house on a dead end street when I was growing up. And mm-hmm. then there was just woods nice. and you know wild mm-hmm. land next to it. Well, that street has since gone through and just connects in a loop to the street next door um and so but then at the time there was also that like woods kind of to play in so just there was lots of outdoor space um and uh, when I was in elementary school I can't remember when they had it taken down but on the edge of our backyard in between our backyard and the woods there was also an old barn
1: oh so fun
0: so there was this you know enclosed space that was just for my imagination was my cabin in the woods or just Mm -hmm. you know whatever so I do just remember that being like every day after school, I would just go outside, play in the barn, awesome. play in the backwoods. Um, we had a tree house that my dad and my uncle built. There was a sand pile. So just lots of really great mm-hmm. outdoor stuff. And lots of, I just remember lots of pretend play. Like I was on a deserted Island or mm-hmm. pretending that there were fairies or gnomes mm-hmm. in the woods and things like that. Um, and as I said, I guess my family was some somewhat outdoorsy. We did we did go camping. Um, some we went car camping, probably about twice a year, like mm-hmm. fall and spring, just mm-hmm. to local state parks and stuff, and slept in a tent and all that fun stuff. Um, we also at, in the very back of our of our wooded lot, there was a place for a campfire. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we would have a tent up oh, there nice. yeah. and like just sleep. Up there overnight on your own land yeah, yeah. It, honestly it was probably just like my dad and the two girls yeah. or i can't remember if <laughs>
1: your mom needed a minute <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> probably by the time we were old enough to do it on our own we probably weren't as interested in doing That's that so true. i don't know if we ever had solo camping trips maybe once or twice but you know roasting hot dogs roasting Mm -hmm. s'mores I mean even sometimes it was just that for an evening just Mm -hmm. hanging out by the campfire Mm -hmm. up there and I just remember that was that was really fun Um, later when I was in high school I had a friend who her family was really into backpacking and I joined them on a couple of legit backpacking trips and we carried all of our equipment and all of our meals on our backs for, you know, for several days. Wow. And that was, I just still look back and think that is a really cool experience because those are the only true backpacking trips I've ever been on. And it was just really cool. Just, I just remember one particular night, just, just waking up and just your little tent in this huge valley surrounded by mountains is the only sign of like humans that yeah. you can see and yeah. just what a cool experience that was. Um I was also a girl scout until I was about in 10th grade and so I just have memories of a few camping trips. I'm not really remembering how often we went camping, mm-hmm. but I did girl scout camp at least like sleepaway camp at least one year. There were kind of some other summer camps like a church sleepaway camp, mm-hmm. just the general outdoorsiness. Yeah. yeah. Um And then in college and graduate school, I studied biology and ecology. Um, So there was field work, you know, stuff like that. And I went to a forestry school for graduate school. So there was some camping and being outdoors just as part of the school. And I was certainly around a lot of passionate outdoors people. Some burly folk. (laughs) Exactly. Some bearded burly folk. (laughs) Yeah. What about you?
1: Um, Okay. My family is definitely and was not outdoorsy <laughs> at all um outdoorsy for us as a kid we we spent a lot of time outside mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we um you know we were just in the backyard a lot and in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and even like our version like I said we were fairly a little bit more of an urban mm. um neighborhood like you know like an mm-hmm. old school neighborhood yeah um, and so like our version of like the barn in the back was like, there was this little spot. So we had alleys in our, mm-hmm. we would play in the alley often. Yeah. That was like another world back there. Okay. And there was like this little spot in between our neighbor's property and our garage that mm-hmm. was like, just, I think it was like probably initially designed for like where you put your garbage cans away gotcha. when but it was a little fenced in area. yeah So that was like the clubhouse and the yeah. hangout. And like, yeah. we would like have rivalries with other neighbor kids about who was going (laughs) to play in there and whatever. Um, But yeah, I remember playing like farm and taking like the berries off the bushes Uh, and making little concoctions and just, yeah. yeah. And there was a couple different neighbors that we would kind of be between like all of our houses. Gotcha. Um, We did go to Lake Michigan a lot. I grew Mm -hmm. up in Wisconsin and um, just, yeah, down, you know, Racine is right on the shore of Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so... We did that a lot, and there's just some other more inland lakes, like, Mm -hmm. around where we grew up that you could do beach trips. So we definitely did stuff like that a lot as a family, Um, but I did not camp one single time until I was a teenager and went with friends. no time
0: in a tent Yeah, I had
1: not spent any time in a tent until I went with my friend's family, and even then it was in a, like, an RV or, like, a pop-up camper. And then um, in college was the first time I probably tented with some friends of ours, and then, and I actually hated it. I hated... all of the camping, all of the things um, until we moved to Arizona Mm. because I feel like the outdoor landscape is so different here and the bug situation is different here. Okay, And like far less mosquitoes, all of the things that you get in the Wisconsin woods that you don't get here. So I feel like the Arizona landscape is definitely something that drew me here with Mm. the mountains and everything. Mm -hmm. And so now I want to be out in it more.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay, so what is maybe your... Fondest, best, sweetest Mm. outdoor memories, other than your lovely barn in the woods. um, Yeah, I know.
0: I think I have just very many just general Mm -hmm. outdoorsy um, memories, but a couple that are standing out, and I guess one is a little bit more general, but just looking at the stars at night is just always... I mean, who who cannot love that? Mm -hmm. Um, And we would sometimes there is an open lot still a kind of across from my parents house in between two houses where someone owns a lot and no mm-hmm. and they're not going to build anything and and there's um it's pretty open cuz mm-hmm. my parents um whole street just has a lot of big oak trees. Anyway, we would sometimes go out there um on just a whatever night or my dad, you know, would hear on NPR mm-hmm. that there was a meteor shower. Mm-hmm. Or you could see Jupiter, whatever right. it was, and just going and looking up there. And mm-hmm. my dad knows just his basic constellations are yeah. kind of some yeah. of the stories about stars and stuff. So just kind of remembering him telling us those and mm-hmm. looking at the stars with uh my dad. And there's just something about like being a child and being outdoors at night yes
1: yes it's magical and like a little creepy yeah yes it feels weird because you're just not out at night
0: exactly and I, I have this memory and I don't think it was even going outside to look at stars just I can't remember why and looking up and seeing like the clouds and kind of being translucent enough to see the stars behind mm-hmm. them, and just having that real weird, like I'd never seen the sky look like that, right? Like clouds in right. a dark night sky, and just feeling like, ooh, like a little yeah. mysterious yeah. but really cool, like in kind of a cozy way, right? Um, and then, and then even into adulthood, just when I have been places more uh, remote, looking at the stars at night, or just you know when I've gotten to travel places more remote, it's just never fails to just awe me, mm-hmm. and I just love that. Um, a recent favorite outdoorsy memory is from when Chris and I visited Olympic National Park a couple mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and one of the places I was so excited to go, it's um, in the national park. It's called Soul Duck, and it's a hot springs, mm-hmm. and so there are three or four pools outdoors um, that are just various temperatures from hot bath to scalding bath I think and you just sit there and soak it was not very busy but there were kind of other people around Mm -hmm. but it was just very quiet and you're just set among just huge pine trees and there was even just a cold light misty rain Ugh. but you're like sitting in a hot bath yeah but it's even better it's like that slippery mineral minerally feeling right. and I kind of like that like mineraly right. smell and and it stays hot you know yeah. like unlike a yeah. bath that gets cooler <laughs> it just stays hot right and it just I think that's one of my just favorite experiences. You have
1: such a cool picture from that, like of you sitting there with the pine trees and the mist. And And I
0: love just having that picture Mm -hmm. because it just takes me back. And now I kind of find when I'm looking around at places to travel, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, where is it a cold climate where there are hot springs where you can sit outdoors? Like that's just kind of, I just want to travel to places like that. Or you can do that again. (laughs) Yeah. What about you?
1: Um, Okay. So one of my best memories of being outdoorsy Mm -hmm. is camping here Mm -hmm. um when we first moved out here so we had come out to visit in February our friends and then we were seriously thinking about moving out Mm -hmm. like before the next school year would start and I would need a teaching job and so they were like well why don't you come out and visit in June like come see if you can really handle it come look around at maybe what some house Mm -hmm. uh, you know options would be and we'll go camping because that was like their favorite thing to do. And we had not been, we'd only been like in the desert of Arizona. We hadn't gotcha. actually been up in the mountains and seen mm-hmm. the difference in mm-hmm. like climate or whatever. So they took us camping up on the rim. We met another couple that's still really great friends of ours here that weekend. And it, it was like one of the most fun trips I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. We stated this, like it was a campsite with the bathroom and stuff because they thought yeah. we wouldn't be able to quite handle uh-huh. it. But the bathrooms were so gross that <laughs> my friend taught me to pee outside which I literally did not know how to do Uh until I was what how old was I 20 something (laughs) um and and just laughing so hard and being (laughs) in like true nature not just like a campsite in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. yeah it's just much more remote because everything is it's just vaster in the west right and like seeing those true stars with no Mm. light pollution and but just laughing and having fun. And it was uh, just on the edge of this like new adventure we were about to do. Yeah. So I have really fond memories of that trip. And that, cause I was like, oh, I do like camping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then when we did the Rubicon trail in yeah. California in the Jeep, I think the Jeep is like my gateway into mm-hmm. being outdoorsy because I, I feel like I still need a vehicle to be able mm-hmm. to escape in. Right, right. <laughs> so I like that, like if I'm tired or just need to get out of somewhere, like right. backpacking sounds horrible <laughs> to me because like I You're want trapped. to be able to get out, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) So I love the Jeep because we can drive to these remote places and be like even through them and in them in the Jeep where we couldn't with a car and then get out and camp camp or do whatever. Yeah. So that trip was just incredible because Mm -hmm. I feel like it really we had so much fun as a couple. We Mm -hmm. like discovered this new thing that we love doing together, but it was like hard and kind of stressful. And we were like teaming up to like get through these rock obstacles and just felt, yeah, it just felt like a, like we accomplished something. So, yeah. Okay. So what is your worst or scariest outdoor memory?
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Something that comes to mind is I was in, I think I took a summer class in college that must have been like a field ecology or field biology. Mm -hmm. And it so it just had this big field component. And I think this was a class where it was like even a compressed thing where maybe it was just going to be three or four weeks, like one of these really short Mm -hmm. but intense ones. And I think it was like, it was very small, like just six of us. And for part of it, we actually went and lived at this, um, UT field station. Mm. Um, But that was really nice. It wasn't that far outside of Austin, and we had like nice accommodations and all of this. But then I think there was like a field trip that was part of that. And we went down in somewhere in South Texas, I don't even remember where, somewhere south of San Antonio to some other UT field Mm -hmm. research station. Mm -hmm. And we were going to go visit there. And I think there they were, you know, trapping and studying the uh, desert creatures mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah, it anyway. gets real remote out yes. there, right? <laughs> so we were just gonna spend one night there, and the the cabin accommodations. It was cabin. We weren't like camping. Um, there were bunks, but there were. It was filled with these huge flying bugs. I don't remember what they were, if they were like flying cockroaches or something, but just, and I remember I was in a top bunk, I think. And so I just remember like seeing them everywhere and just like suddenly they would come flying at you from nowhere. And I just remember like, I could barely sleep at night totally, and just so wishing I had like a mosquito net. Like that's what you would have needed. And nothing ended up I don't remember anything flying on me or crawling on me, but it was just the thought of it. it. And the fact that it wasn't like I'd seen one, it was like they were everywhere all around. And I just didn't know how anyone, I mean, I just couldn't imagine like spending my whole summer there. Oh, Anyway. So I just remember getting no sleep that night and just being like, where am I? That was miserable. I want to go home. Um. I think I've
1: told the bear story before. Oh yeah, on the podcast. I mean, can't beat that. But there was a bear <laughs> sniffing my face through a tent oh my gosh. in on the Rubicon Trail. That was the part of the Rubicon Trail I did not enjoy. The Low point. Yeah. So I'm not sure what episode it was. I will link to it maybe in the show <laughs> notes. But I don't. I won't tell that whole one again. But have I told the mountain lion story too? Ooh, I don't know. I've if I had know some this like. One. Okay, like this is the thing. You really being attract very those that's the thing. Creatures. Being very outdoors, very not outdoorsy, and then like really pushing myself quite a bit. And then there are people who have been outdoorsy their whole lives and have never come across anything scarier right. than a raccoon in their campsite. Yeah. And I have bear and definite mountain lion. Oh my god! Like another trip that me and Jeremiah took, we were up on the rim, the Magian How do you say that? Did I Mogollon, say that right? Mogian rim. So not not the Grand Canyon rim. Some people think that's what we're talking about, but it's up. You know. It, into some elevation and you can just we have dispersed camping here Mm -hmm. so as long as it doesn't say no camping Mm -hmm. you can camp anywhere and it was labor day weekend or memorial day weekend and so there was people everywhere so we tried to get a little further out well apparently we got a little too far out and there was um we were hunkered down for the night just Uh us and the dogs and all of a sudden miko like jumped off of our cot (gasps) and was like cowering underneath the cot which he doesn't really do that and then buddy starts like Hurr, like growling Ooh. and then all of a sudden there is a because you know mountain lions don't like roar like a lion okay they right, like right. scream it's like a it, it it was the most oh my gosh frightening sound i'd <laughs> ever heard like even if it would have been in a cage it would have scared me yeah. but it was like clearly feet away from our tent too oh and it was gosh. like a mountain lion scream and i'm just like what <laughs> like lost my mind the dog is like freaking out and then buddy starts barking he's apparently going to take on this mountain lion <laughs> but we didn't really know what it was at the time yeah. but like researching afterwards and whatever we're like that was definitely a mountain lion oh like cow. listening to the sounds and it was just we were probably near wherever its den was or whatever and it wasn't i don't think ever like in our campsite or it wasn't Gr- like screaming at us i think it was okay. probably mating time Just whatever close but it was passing by because then we heard yeah. it on like the other mm. side of the tent oh my God. and jeremiah was out there with his gun and his oh headlamp and like but that was tr- i'm like i mean are you for real i like finally geared up to go again <laughs> right, after the bear experience and the mountain lion it, it was the most And I just didn't sleep the same with the bear. I literally didn't sleep the whole rest of the night, Right, which you almost just wish you would because it would just light would come faster, (laughs) but everything ended up being fine. Thank goodness. But yeah, I've had some wildlife encounters that I would care not to repeat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy.
1: Um, Okay. So how do you spend time outdoors now? Like as an adult and with your own family? What are you doing?
0: Well, let's see. I definitely think that we also are trying to just have lots of everyday outdoorsy Mm -hmm. time, lots of time at parks, um, in our yard, riding bikes. So lots of stuff like that. When the weather is nice, I do try to remember um, that it's easy and we love to take a picnic dinner to the park, you know? I think sometimes I am just so dinner is us sitting at the table and just that actually a peanut butter sandwich or some tuna and crackers Mm -hmm. thrown into the cooler. It's just a great way for all of us to enjoy and just mix up the routine and, you know, burn off some energy. It always feels like
1: a chore until you're there and then it's totally worth it. It's totally,
0: totally worth it. And I'm trying to just not like up my picnic game because I don't think it needs to be anything fancy at all, but just kind of have those go-tos like, Mm -hmm. okay, a good picnic dinner kind of consists of, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you have like four or five different things, you know, taking
1: the guesswork out of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly.
0: Because it is really nice to just be able to put that together really quickly. And it's a great spontaneous thing. Um, on family trips that we take, whether it's just me and Chris or with the boys trying to incorporate checking out outdoor stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like a new park or a little short hike. Um, it seems like now when Chris and I are going on trips, I am trying to look for either the focus is kind of more outdoorsy or incorporating mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. a hike and
1: spending a day. Doing yeah. Something yeah.
0: Like that. Um, it always just seems I think before I always would just focus on traveling, just the the sights, you know, mm-hmm. in a city, and mm-hmm. it is such a nice way to see a new place, and it's so restorative and yeah, relaxing, too, totally. to just spend that time outdoors. Um, More recently, as a family, we have been trying to do some little, some short hikes, mm-hmm. and that is something that I really would love for us to be into as a family mm-hmm. as the boys get older, but it's something that we're all kind of new to in Mm -hmm. a way because Chris and I really didn't do hiking here in Arizona before having kids. So I feel like we don't really have our go-to trails and I just don't feel quite as comfortable. I think before it's been like, well, someone else is leading it, you know, and now we're in charge. Mm -hmm. So that's something I just am kind of trying to work on my confidence or just The more you do it, the more comfortable it gets. Um, And we do have our very first family camping trip getting planned for September. We're going to go with two or three other families. Mm -hmm. And I am very excited because I really do want car camping to be part of our family, just culture experience. Mm -hmm. And we haven't yet. And I do feel like it's one of those things where, There's enough involved in so many components and the gear and the traveling that it just, those kinds of things for me just can. Paralyze like me, shut you down. Yeah, yeah. Like it just felt like there's so much research to be done, and then like ah, oh, but do I really want to spend hundreds of mm-hmm. dollars? Like, do we buy all this stuff? You know, just kind of all of that. And so, um, planning it with friends. I think some other friends who are a little bit more experienced. Yes, that I super yeah, helpful. With that kids feels especially. like exactly like that's kind of the the training wheels. And and I know just from other experiences, even like with the hiking, where you know I don't know where to go how are they gonna do you just do it the first time Mm -hmm. it's like okay Mm -hmm. a lot of things went well here's what I can do differently next time whatever so I know just we need to just go one time yes and then start learning yes so I'm very excited to do that very true yeah what about you guys
1: um yeah so Jeremiah and I have gone camping quite a bit out here as a couple mm-hmm. we he has taken the girls mm-hmm. um I ended up not going the weekend that they went and he loved it and I feel uh-huh. like had more fun because I, I do get nervous camping yeah. like now especially with the encounters right. and <laughs> I just get like Large there is so many wildlife. moving parts where guys will just throw like hot dogs in a cooler right. and not care I'm like no right. I want to be like comfortable and yes. have the things we need and And it is easier to go with other people because you're dividing the work. You're not all bringing everything then. Like maybe somebody brings breakfast stuff and somebody brings drinks. And it's just, it's a lot if you just go like the four of you. It is. Because you have to have all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have, we haven't done like all four of us camping yet, but I I would like to do that. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm kind of holding out till like... I feel like we might get a camper or something oh, at some point. So I'm okay. like, maybe you can just tent camp with right. daddy until we get a camper. <laughs> until, I don't know.
0: Until that happens.
1: Um, but the Jeep for sure has been yeah. like so fun for us. And we have gotten into that a little bit more too, as we don't have to worry about changing diapers anymore oh, or yeah. nap time. We can be or, out
0: for a full yeah, day. Yeah, it
1: just, it feels worth it finally again. Right. Um And yeah, we've done some little hikes with the girls. Mm-hmm. They've done some even pretty big ones wow. with Jeremiah, like cool. wind cave they've done with him. Oh, and, Wow. Some bigger ones, and probably that I couldn't keep up on, but they can. Um, so yeah, they're getting to a fun age for that. And Jeremiah got them some hiking shoes, oh, like nice, some something with some yeah. good traction. So that's good. Yeah, we want to get them little camelbacks if we're gonna do yeah. that too, like the actual backpack uh-huh. water bottles, because hydration police gets yep. nervous about yep. that. Um, we learned the hard way that you bring all of the snacks and all of yep. the water on yep. a hike because they will just suck it it's, down yeah and they're pushing themselves a little bit so they just like kids when they're like uncomfortable just want a snack right it's just what you do that's so you what just you go to keep for it comfort. going yeah um but yeah up in the mountains just whenever possible yeah. like the mountains for me I feel like are what the beach is to other people me too I I, just, I feel
0: that way too I am not super drawn to the beach yeah I, never I, I like been. it while mm-hmm. we're
1: there but I don't feel like it like speaks to my soul yeah like like mountains do, you? I feel the same. The so, forest and the mountains yeah. is where it's at for me. The yeah. forest,
0: the mountains, natural water, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we have little to none of here where we <laughs> right. live. So that's that why part is lacking. It's because like I'm already like I have the the sand and that's you true know, the beach, yeah. I already have the flatness mm-hmm. and just kind of the sun beating yes. down on me I want to go somewhere shaded and sheltered yeah and,
1: but like, yeah like a river or something yes. is perfect yes um so yeah trying to get in the mountains as much mm-hmm. as possible and yeah everyday stuff just bike rides we have all bike riders now yeah. which is so nice even just the pool like mm-hmm. I realize how much I miss our pool now because it was just a way to be outside outside but not die in the summertime yes so I do really miss just having the sun on you and like Mm -hmm. just being physical outside is just a really good feeling um but I do realize like we we really can just be outside really all year round if -hmm. if water is included in the summer and how much I'm used to that now and how Mm -hmm. grateful I am for that Mm -hmm. um I think like even visiting back in Wisconsin I went back for a long weekend and I mean it had they've just gotten over like longest winter ever but then it gets like humid and you you can't really count on the weather and so like everybody's just kind of used to being inside to where Mm. I was like to me it still felt perfectly cool but it was like 85 and humid Uh and so you know my my parents would be sitting inside and I'm like can we go? sit outside right. like I'm just yeah. I don't realize how used to that I am gotcha. now as like mm-hmm. that's really an extension of your house here yeah. and that you can you can kind of count on the weather yeah. being a certain way yeah, and So I do love true. that about living here yep me too Okay, so any tips or hacks for enjoying the great outdoors as a family? Mm. Um, You guys weighed in on Instagram on this one too, so I will read a few of your suggestions, but what do you
0: have for us? I am keeping it very simple. Um, Mine are look for that everyday outside time, Mm -hmm. like those simple picnics or just a a snack at the park. Even, you know, doesn't have to be a full full. Blown picnic. And honestly, when I say a picnic outside, I mean, I am talking peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. some cheese sticks, a cut up apple, mm-hmm. and like a few cookies yeah. or something. And call not, it a I'm picnic. not pack,
1: picking like a fancy basket. No, there's no like pasta yeah. salads no. or
0: <laughs> no. cheese, like any other than a cheese stick. Um, so just looking for that outside time. And I think just for for me and for us, that feels so important. So just like making that just kind Mm -hmm. of an everyday thing and giving kids and everyone in the family just time to enjoy the outside, connect to the outside. Um, And then for any more involved outside activities, low expectations, tons of snacks and just go. Yes. Kind of like I'm talking about how it feels a little intimidating, Mm -hmm. like with the gear and where to go and just, you know, going for a hike, pick a place mm-hmm. like Yelp will tell you if nowhere yes. else where a hiking place is near you and just go do it and just expect like, I will learn yep. from here kind of. And
1: it doesn't all have to be perfect. Exactly. And kids are going to whine no matter what you do. Exactly. Kids are going to whine in your house. Yes. So you might as well get outside. Yes.
0: <laughs> and just those low expectations. Like if you walk out 15 minutes and back Yeah, great job. Yeah, you went hiking. Absolutely. (laughs) That counts.
1: That was totally how our first one was. Yep. (laughs) Um, yeah, I have the same things like low expectations and shorter distances. Stay close to home as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, just branch keep widening your circle. Mm -hmm. Um, snacks and water Mm -hmm. baby wipes oh good one to clean up everybody and everything yeah hands clean well because you can't even use if you have dirt and grime on your hands you can't use hand sanitizer (laughs) you just make like a germ-free paste (laughs) Right, it's disgusting (laughs) so baby wipes are a really good way to feel not disgusting because i have a hard time with the disgusting factor gotcha. of being outdoors. Like I, I don't want to eat a sandwich with dirty hands. Mm, I see. I don't think I'm out. quite as bothered yeah, by that. Yeah, that bugs me. <laughs> it's it's my, I blame my indoorsy childhood. Gotcha. <laughs> um We did a little scavenger hunt with the girls. They're starting to get old enough now. Okay, but it was super windy and it was paper. Someone <laughs> maybe try like a whiteboard scavenger hunt, or I don't know. Did did you print it out or did you make it yourself? Yeah, I think I found like a free okay. printable online. Cool, that's just, a good idea. You know, like a a circle shaped rock, yeah, a bird, right? A, just whatever. give them a little something. Yeah, to it kind it of kept, kept them interest. going. Okay, so you guys had some great ideas. Someone said um that her rachel said her newest camping trick for all is to pack a pair of like the original croc clogs Mm. in your pack and even tie them to the outside of your backpack because Uh they weigh approximately zero pounds Mm -hmm. and there is nothing better than swapping into those after a long hike when you want to drive home in comfort or like chill around the campfire, but it's not a flip flop. You can still have socks on. You can still, and I agree. I love a a slip on camping shoe. Yeah. Because great tip. I wouldn't have thought of that. The bathroom in the middle of the night. All that. Um, let's see. Marianne said short trips, like Mm. two nights, all Mm. the fun of camping, but if no one is sleeping and Mm -hmm. everyone is covered in mosquito bites, you only have to survive two nights. And if you aren't a huge fan of sleeping, quote unquote, in a hot, crowded tent and are doing it just for your kids, (laughs) not that I'm describing myself or anything, have a mantra. She goes, Mine is I can do anything for, insert length of time required. Yeah, I love that. And then I will say, we got a lot of questions about, like, how do I camp with a nine month old? Or how do I Mm -hmm. hike with a 21 month old and three year old? Mm -hmm. Because it's something that they may have loved before and it feels Mm -hmm. impossible with little kids. First of all, I say somewhat jokingly, but somewhat not just don't (laughs) like if it feels we say just go, but we're talking, I'm personally talking more like our kids' ages. Mm -hmm. Right. I think under three Mm -hmm. in general in life, whatever you need to do to end the day with everybody alive and sane. Right. Right. And somewhat healthy is yeah. like the most important part mm-hmm. so like sometimes it's not worth it to disrupt nap schedules sometimes right. it is not worth it too because those things you want them to be fun and a special treat and mm-hmm. it's fine we'll just figure it out but it doesn't really work out that way and everybody ends up miserable sometimes right. so if it feels like too much it might be right now right and wait like even nine months can mm-hmm. make the biggest difference in whether or not you or your kids are ready for something.
0: And for us, we started doing some little short hikes. I think it was last year. So Cedric would have been three. And we've kind of talked about that does seem to be a magical age. We're kind of more of those genuine family activities family fun starts becoming more possible and yeah I do I do think I can I can see both sides you certainly do see pictures of people with their Mm -hmm. baby in their Mm -hmm. ergo and they're out backpacking and stuff and and maybe it is a case too where I know for me even though I wanted to go before then since it was also kind of it was both a new experience to like, go hiking in the desert and hiking as a family. Right. And so, if kind of both of those things are new and just yeah. my personality, it did feel a little too overwhelming, unless it was a situation where. Chris, if Chris had been really into it and he would like plan it all yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. I could have gone. Mm-hmm. But if you're kind of the overwhelmed one, but you're also gonna have to plan it all mm-hmm. and kind of get everyone excited, mm-hmm. that it might just be more work than fun at that point.
1: And it does feel I I can relate to it feeling frustrating, especially if it's something that you're into. Mm-hmm. You want to include, you want to be the family who does this thing, right? Right. right, right. And you feel like you're never like that piece of you is never yeah. gonna come back, but it will. Yeah, I promise it will. And
0: you know one thing that I. I would actually like to do is to find a friend a couple of friends or um, some new friends through like a women's hiking group mm-hmm. and maybe just going and doing some of that stuff mm-hmm. on your own I would so say you feel confident maybe, or maybe get that. yeah maybe for a few of those listeners like if that's something you want in your life it might be easier to get it into your life with with just yourself to yes. take care of and then maybe you get some confidence and you see oh this was a trail I could right. totally bring the kids here right or something like that. I agree. Mm -hmm. I like that.
1: Okay. So how about obsessions? Let's move along. All right. What are you obsessed with?
0: Lately I am obsessed with reading old everyday food issues from oh, the summer. I love months. it. And I love this it. is a seasonal habit mm-hmm. that I just love. I have all of these back issues of everyday food and they have a great story because they came from one of our listeners and now my friend in real life via the internet oh, right. from Sherry Graham. Right who lives in beautiful Nova Scotia. And so anyway, I inherited all of her old everyday foods just through like a a beautiful internet coincidence Mm -hmm. and so i love kind of at the change of the season Mm -hmm. to pull out like all the i pull out all the june july august issues and have just been thumbing through those post-it noting recipes that looked good just kind of a nice way to um switch up our summer meals i just Mm -hmm. kind of like okay what are kind of those things on the grill cold Mm -hmm. pasta salads and whatnot just kind of mm-hmm. getting stuff out of you just forget rep. about yeah exactly mm-hmm. so anyway that's been just lovely and i have been kind of um every week trying to plan two or more recipes nice. that i found so it's nice. been very enjoyable i
1: know that i have to have mentioned this before on the podcast but mm-hmm. it's a seasonal item okay. so i'm re-obsessed with it okay is trader joe's coconut cold brew coffee
0: <gasps> oh <gasps> i don't know if i remember Probably Maybe. came up at some point,
1: but that know. sounds delicious. But it is. It was not there the last time I was there, but then it was there most recently. Oh, yeah. And it just, they had like a whole end cap, like oh, top yeah. shelf stocked with it because it's very popular and it's like a, it's a concentrate. They're cold mm-hmm. brew always is. So you have yeah. to like dilute, dilute it. Them. But it's the perfect, cause I like black coffee. I don't want my coffee to taste super, super sweet. Yeah. And so it's got the coconut flavor mm. and a hint of the sweetness that mm-hmm. comes with coconut, but mm-hmm. not like a cream yeah. or sugary coconut yeah. syrup situation oh that sounds so, so good so it just makes it so smooth and like tastes summery with yeah. the coconut and so that's that's my coffee my coffee Yum. jam right now oh that sounds good. good i
0: have still been into my tea but that does make me think that i should mm-hmm. i love to have one of those around in the summer mm-hmm. just for like especially like just the afternoon coffee yeah. on the weekends yeah it's so really great good. really good oh that's a um, great one
1: okay so how about some neighborhood news
0: I don't think I have any neighborhood news. No. Do you have something? I have. Okay. This is a,
1: this is both some news and a cry for help. Okay. So Love those. news being, which I've talked about before, we are all bike riders yeah. now. I have a bike I got from Mother's Day. Julia learned how to ride hers. Mm-hmm. Vanessa has been riding for a couple months, but, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because they're so short mm. or what. But do you have any tips for teaching kids to stop the bike? Oh man! I have been where we're at right now to give you some context okay. is we are at the point where they can stop. They know mm-hmm. they know to push back on mm-hmm. the pedals. Okay, and they can hop off the bike before it crashes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but they're not good about can just make like an emergency leaning with one foot to like gotcha. kind of catch the bike and I don't know if it's a shortness plus the uh, bike is a little heavy for them issue oh, gotcha. but it's caused some issues because we're riding along in the neighborhood and there's a lot of places where they have to stop and look for cars right but it's almost like you don't want them to because they're going to crash every single right. corner right so gotcha. i'm just like okay mommy look let's keep going but i don't right. want them to be in that habit exactly. i want them to know how to slow down and stop gracefully mm, is it just come with practice i don't know where I mean, your boys it seems
0: like their bikes should be like a proper size bike and like where their seat is and everything seems mm-hmm. like it should be the size mm-hmm. where they can so maybe it is just – I don't I don't think we ever had that particular problem. Our problem that I remember them struggling with for a week as they each started was just that getting started on their own. You yes, know? And, and Vanessa finally has that. Ju- Julia is still working on that part. Okay. That is tough. I mean, that just kind of sounds like a, a very focused practice session. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say that we have done a few times is going kind of – Kind of the earlier the better, but sometimes it won't matter. On a Saturday morning to a church parking lot mm, mm-hmm. where there's not going to be anyone. We have just, one right across. the Yeah, street from just us. because here, you know, through the neighborhood, you're constantly mm-hmm. turning driveways. It's so nice to get somewhere where they can just ride.
1: Yes, you know, to get really fluent with everything. Yeah, and
0: then maybe it can kind of even like almost setting up little drills that would be fun or something. Okay. Well, you ride to here and right. then you know, show me how you can stop or whatever. Yeah. See if
1: you can stop without your bike touching yeah. the ground. Because
0: every time they will catch it
1: sometimes before it totally crashes, but every time their bike's on the ground. Oh, man. And I think it might be that they're a little bit short, like, but they're too big for mm. like a smaller bike. Like Julia's yeah. on the smallest two-wheeler she gotcha. could possibly ride that's yeah. not a balanced bike. Oh. But yeah. she's just, I think, and I think part of it is like core strength and everything, mm-hmm. like getting, it co- getting mm-hmm. that coordination down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gotcha. But it's like really precarious because the one time I I said go ahead and I started to go, but then a car came around the corner. Right. So by the time they were going, I was telling them to stop. Gotcha. And they couldn't like yeah, stop yeah. on a dime. Gotcha. And so they ended up stopping like in the middle of the street. Anyways, And it was like a whole... Like
0: I freaked out. I was like,
1: okay, we need to work on stopping. No, it
0: is hard because with new little bikers, actually a neighborhood is kind of a very... Like you have to be able to make very quick decisions and actions. Mm -hmm. Things can change very quickly. It is kind of a terrifying place. It really is. And they get their
1: momentum going. And like you just kind of want to keep them going so that they get the hang of it. And so it (laughs) we're at this very (laughs) precarious
0: (laughs) point. But I will say... It seems like in hindsight, it will seem like this lasted a short time, but while you're in it, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's lasting like, forever. would you ever
1: stop your bike without <laughs> crashing?
0: Yes. But yeah, I would say find a parking lot okay, that's a on good idea. A early weekend morning that's and just idea. get some good, like, and we practice. can even play,
1: like, whenever mommy says stop, like yeah. red light, green light. Mother may you I just I have or something. to stop. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I like it. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. Yeah. I hope you guys are getting outdoors. Here it is hot. Yeah. So, so, but we know many of you are outdoors camping, hiking, doing fun things with your family. We, unless we're headed up in the mountains, will be in our air or conditioning or in a, a pool. pool or a splash <laughs> yes. pad. But thank you so much for listening. You know where you can find us on Instagram, we are High Girls Next Door, and find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. Our website is girlnextdoorpodcast.com where we will leave the show notes and links from this episode. Mm-hmm. And our email
0: address is door at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly.
1: <laughs> Comic Sans. <laughs>
0: God, any other font? Just change (laughs) from the default. Any any. (laughs) man, I love water.